Somebody's Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. First and foremost, you guys, thank you so much for all the support and love. We've been getting so much feedback on the Somebody's Mama hat, and we truly um, appreciate the support. And first and foremost, we want to acknowledge um, the mass shooting that happened in Texas today. We are recording on Tuesday. You guys will hear this on Wednesday. And this is very fresh on our hearts. And we just want to send our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts to the um, families in Texas. And during times like this, we also want to make sure that we say, you know, this news is hard. This news is rough. Mm -hmm. And please take a moment to take care of yourself and self-care and turn off your phone if you need to and allow yourself that mental space to be able to take a moment because as, as parents, a yeah. lot of you guys on here are parents and this is, you know, this is not a, an easy thing. Right, for sure. I know it's really heavy to watch and to hear and the number just keeps rising. So like Nicole said, just take a minute. I know it was overwhelming for me to watch. Yeah. And so I have to turn it off. Um, but, you know, take care of yourself. Our kids, you know, when they're not in our care, that's the hardest time of the day. And, you know, our heart just goes out to all of those parents um, who didn't definitely did not see this coming. So, yeah, it's yeah. just completely tragic. And we don't normally talk about things that are sad like this on the podcast. Because, you know, we want to create this space where you guys come and feel community and happy and uplifting, but it's like we, we, we have to acknowledge it. And as parents, it's just, it's rough. And um, it reminds me of the Sandy Hook. Yeah. And sure. I was pregnant with my first child during Sandy Hook. And I remember just bawling and not able to go to work that day. And yeah. so... And I was like pregnant and it's just as parents, it's just like, it hits different. You know what I'm it, saying? For sure. For sure. It's like your greatest fear sending yeah. your kid to school. So, which is so wild. It's like you sending your kid to school, you know, it should yeah, be. And, and then last week, the grocery, was that last week? Yeah. The grocery, the grocery store was like oh. shooting. It's like, you, is it anywhere safe? Like, so we just have yeah. to be prayerful and love on your loved ones, tell them you love yeah. them. Don't, you know, take it for granted because you never know when you're, you know, going to be able to see someone again. So love on your loved ones, call them, text them, don't hold grudges. Um, yeah. So we're yeah. going to leave that with that. And we're just going to continue to pray for everyone and pray for our safety and pray that these people that are insane, get the help yeah. that they need so that we don't have to keep dealing with this and that our laws can change and that we can be protected and our children can be protected. Amen. Okay. And then from that, we're going to go ahead and move forward with the podcast. Yes. And mama moments? Our weekend. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I know. Forgive us. We're a little <laughs> discombobulated. It's been a really heavy day. Yeah, it's been very heavy, and literally, we just found this out not that long ago, so. Um, Kendra, how was your weekend? So, my weekend was good. I actually got to uh, relive our prom days. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, um, a friend of mine, she decided to do a prom for her 35th birthday, 
And so she um, she had it at the Grand in Long Beach and uh, it was really nice. She decorated everything herself. She's the DIY queen. That's literally her name. And um, so everything was fabulous, of course, but it was just so fun. Like, and my husband, he really made it like a prom. He went and got us corsage and boutonnieres <laughs> and we pinned them on each other. And like, it was just really fun to get dressed up and like be kids again. They played all the music that we love from our college days. So child, we was needing the Epsom saw bath the next day. <laughs> because <laughs> we literally danced all night like it was wow. over at midnight we danced all night it was such a good time but crazy enough like it was prom night for a lot of other people so when we walked up we're like are these the people here for our prom I'm like those are kids so you see like no. yes there were four different proms going on at the same um venues one of those places where they have multiple ballrooms and things like that so there was four proms going on at the same venue. Oh, wow. So when we pulled up, we see the kids out there with their dresses and taking pictures on their red carpet. And they're looking at us like, what is all these old people doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because we had a crack it up in there. Like the, okay. the kids were looking, there's like security at the door. But the kids were like looking in our ballroom, like what they got going on in there? Like, you know, they was dancing at the door. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, it was, it was so funny though. I was like, dang, this is crazy reminiscing. Like you see the kids all out there with their little dates and stuff. At the end of the night, they was falling asleep in the lobby. You see the girls in the back bathroom trying to pull themselves together, make sure their hair not sweating out. Like it was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like brings back so many good memories. But yeah. how cool to go to um how cool to go to prom with your husband? Like that would have been so yes. cool and it like back then to go to prom with your husband, like yes. that's just that's just a cool idea for her to do that. I know. That's why I was like, oh, this is a dream come true. I'll go to prom with my husband. Like what? So we took like the little pictures, like you know, traditional prom pictures. <laughs> <laughs> So it was super cute. Saturday, we had a family day. So we just hung out, went to the mall, went to lunch. And Sunday, I chilled with the kids as my husband had a guy's day planned. So um, nice. we had a nice, nice, beautiful weekend. How about you? How was your weekend? Nice. So this weekend, I got set up. <laughs> I got set up, but I turned it into a win because... My husband was like, oh, my brother's in town. I need to go help him, right? So he had to go help his brother. But anytime my husband does something with like his best friend or his brother, he I know that like they're going to finish super late and either he's going to come home super late or he's just going to spend the night with his brother and, or his best friend and come back the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay go ahead. I, I, I knew they were going to, I knew he was going to end up spending the night with his brother, plus since his brother moved far away. Uh -huh. So Saturday he goes to leave with his brother. I'm like, they're not coming back. So Saturday or Sunday, me and the kids, we were like, it was kind of like, dad's not home. We're about to just turn up. <laughs> <laughs> let our hair down, let loose. <laughs> yeah. We were, we went to the indoor playground. Uh-huh. 
Then we went and got lunch. Then we went and had a ball at Target. <laughs> just a, like in Target, just on vibes. Like it's just vibes. Right. Get whatever you, you know. Want. <laughs> usually my husband would be like, okay, we're just going in. We're going to get one thing and get out. No. All four of us, me, Araya, Austin, Audrey, we were there on vibes. Okay. Oh my gosh. And then <laughs> when we left Target, we had the nerve to say, oh, we're going to go get ice cream, right? <laughs> On our way to see ice cream, we see there's this like a whole outdoor festival thing by our house. So we were like, mm-hmm. bet, we're going to get ice cream and go to the festival. <laughs> oh my God. That, that too and the kids <laughs> wilding out. <laughs> so then my husband calls me. We like FaceTime from the festival. And he was like, weren't you guys at an indoor playground today? We're like, yeah, we're just, we're out. We're out. We're on vibes today. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> my husband was like, oh my goodness, I'm missing out on fun. I'm like, listen, we are just, we are on vibes today. So then we go to this nerve to go, go to this outdoor festival. And then we come back home. I just like cook what everybody wants to eat, shower, and they like, they were like, mom, this was the best day ever. Yes. And they knocked out and went to sleep. It was, Aww. it was, it was fun because we were like, at first with three kids, sometimes you feel like, woo, like, should <sighs> I do this with all these kids? <laughs> yeah. Like, should I, cause I don't like to go to the grocery store with my kids at all. Like, I don't like, if I have to go to the grocery store with my kids, like I'm gonna go through a drive through Like, I don't like to go. And so if I do go to the grocery store or Target, I'm only bringing the baby, Araya. Right. Like I'm only bringing one kid. Like I'm not right. taking three. So for right. us to be in Target on vibes, <laughs> and then ice cream and indoor playgrounds, we was just and then the indoor playground there was nobody there. Oh wow! Which one did you go? Well, they'll say on here, but yeah. So nobody was in there, and so it was just us and like one other kid, and we were just. Oh, that's lit we were just, and they were like, yeah, it's always slow like this at this time. We're like, okay, we know when to come back. So okay. we had a good time. That's what's good. Yeah. That's so funny that you said um, best day ever because that ties into my mama moment. So like I said, Saturday we went and had like a family day and we went to um, like Victoria Gardens and went shopping, walked around. Kendon just mm-hmm. likes being outside. Like if it's anything but home, he is enjoying himself. Like people watching, you know, getting all the things that he likes. So we did that. And then we went to Red Robin. That's his favorite place. Don't ask why. Yeah. My kids love Red Robin too. Yeah. So we went to Red Robin. And so um, after that, we went to um, this other outdoor like mall place because he wanted to walk around the pond. And so we did that. And then he was like, mom, can we get ice cream? So we're like, yeah, we'll get ice cream. So as we're walking around, eating his, he's eating his ice cream, almost $8 ice cream, may I add, because they didn't have regular ice cream. They only had gelato. Oh, wow. First he had to get the waffle cone. And so I was like, I would have never got an $8 ice cream at your age. (laughs) Okay. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. And so after, right after I said that, he's just walking, he's licking it, and he's like, Mom, this is the best day ever. <laughs> he's like, We went to Red Robin, we went to the mall, and now I have ice cream. Oh, I just love this family. And so <laughs> me and my husband looked at each other like, Oh, 
<laughs> you know, it's always nice when your kids are appreciative. Yeah. Because um, that doesn't always happen. But the fact that he's, he acknowledged that we went out of our way to like make sure we did what he wanted to do that day. Yeah. Um, because we're going out of town next weekend. So we like want to spend some family time and make sure like, you know, we get that family time in. And so of course that made our day. So so little mama moment. <laughs> I love that. I love love that. It's like um, you're like, you know, if I did everything I wanted to do today and ended it with the ice cream cone and a waffle, I'd be happy to no. for real. <laughs> hey girl, he ate that whole, it was a big one. He's just walking around, just licking it. It's just melting. I'm like, okay, now you got to drink it because it's just melting. <laughs> oh my goodness. His first yeah. time having Neapolitan because he wanted strawberry and didn't have it. And so he's like, what is this called? I'm like, Neapolitan? Politan? Yeah, Neapolitan. <laughs> <laughs> is so smart. Pretty soon he's going to be able to spell Neapolitan, okay? Oh, oh my gosh. How about you? What's your mama moment? You know, my mama moment is, man, my daughter, my middle daughter, Audrey, mm-hmm. she's just like cracks me up. And um, I was talking to her teacher and her teacher was just telling me how like attentive she is, right? Mm-hmm. And she just like helps everyone in class and she's just like really goes above and beyond and um She's just a good kid, but mm-hmm. when she get home, you know, she'd be a little like sassy. Right. I don't know. So it was so funny to me because we're in the car and she was like, hey, mom, can I ask you something? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she like pulls it off of, she's like sitting in her car seat and she pulls it up and she's like, can I put on this lipstick? What? <laughs> Where did she lipstick from? <laughs> Somehow my lipstick, you know what it was when I put her in her seat, sometimes she crawls up to my seat and I think she had grabbed my lipstick out of my cup holder. Uh-huh. And it's, it was a gloss. Yeah. And she was like, can I put on this, can I put on this gloss? Oh, she didn't say gloss. She's like lipstick. Uh-huh. And I was like, um, you know, I talked to your teacher and she said, you're doing really good in class. And she's like, uh-huh. I'm like, if you put your, you put your seatbelt on, I will. I will let you put on the lipstick, which is uh, a gloss, right? Uh Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So then she like buckles herself up and Kendra Kendra knows that I'm not like a makeup guru. Like Mm -hmm. um, I watch a lot of makeup tutorials and I actually know how to put on a a full face. Uh And like when I have to pull it out, I can do it, but I'm not the everyday do that, right? Right. So she is totally like that girl, right? Mm-hmm. And so she like pulls it out and she like puts on the lipstick and she's just like, just like feeling herself. Like I have lipstick. She's like, mom, can I get lipstick for Christmas? And I'm like, no, you can get chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's like, it's like lipstick. And she's like, okay, okay. Right. She and I just, it's just like, she cracks me up. But something I'm just, Something I didn't really realize, I guess, until you, like being a girl mom, because she's obviously my first girl, Mm -hmm. but just allowing her to, this goes right into topic, allowing her like to enjoy those feminine things about being a girl. Yes, yes. 
and allowing that interest of getting my nails done and getting mm -hmm. lipstick and like she's really into like her nails done and her lipstick and wanting to do some different things with her hair yeah. and just really allowing her to just enjoy that and embrace that and yeah. do her thing you know that's really good and they make so many things now for kids like the cruelty free um you know nail polishes and like you know, just cute little things for little girls. The nail polish just peels off afterwards. Like, right, <laughs> right, exactly. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Let her tap into that feminine, feminine energy. <laughs> yeah, which brings us straight to our topic this week. Right. So you guys know if you haven't been under a rock, this whole topic of feminine in energy has been like trending for a while now. Actually, like. You yeah. see it on YouTube, girls um, or ladies having their topics say like how to tap into your feminine energy or how to be more feminine, ways to be more feminine. Um, on TikTok, it's literally all over TikTok. Like there's people who are coaching women on how to be more feminine. And just with all of the... Um, you know, the topics on literally every social media platform, we thought it'd be interesting to talk about an area within this topic, which is we saw um, a video not too long ago about men talking about how they wish that women would be more feminine. Right. And this could be a little controversial because, you know, we... This day and age, a lot of women have had to tap into both masculine and feminine energy because they don't have any other option. Like they have to be able to pull the weight of both worlds. And some women have actually admitted to losing parts of just being a woman because they don't feel like they either, they don't have the time to because they have to make this money. They have to, you know, they have to take care of everybody. They're not just taking care of their household. They're taking care of their, their parents, like in the realm of entrepreneurship, like women are just having to do it all. And, you know, as history would tell us, women have always had to do it all okay. in certain households. And so we kind of just wanted to talk about that today, um, just to kind of like give our perspective on it. We are not professionals in this topic. We are speaking from our opinion. That's we are it. not experts. <laughs> we are not experts on this topic. We are basically just weighing in our opinion on the topic of um, what we think about men wanting women to be more feminine. And you know what I think is interesting about this topic is so many men have been so bold about have been so bold about wanting women to be more feminine. But to be honest, it kind of says more about them than it does about women. Because mm -hmm. to me, I think women have had to force to choose to take on masculine things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you allow a woman to be feminine or you create that space, Mm -hmm. then you will be able to go to that space. Like for me, 
I would say during the day, my energy can be kind of masculine, running businesses and just being, or can can come off masculine because I run off this businesses. But when I get home, I'm not trying to run. I'm not trying to run my household. Like my husband creates that space for me right. to be feminine to the degree of what I feel is feminine and that's another thing like different people see femininity differently Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes people are so off on these like just just raised by Disney and think that women being feminine just fits into this one cookie coat like cookie cutter visual and vision right I feel like men should really, instead of just saying, hey, you should be more feminine, I feel like the real question should be, you know, what can I do in my relationship to create that space for mm-hmm. my significant other to be a little bit more feminine or, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think it's all relative because I feel like people have different definitions of what they think being feminine is. Right. right. And um, we did find something that they kind of gave a brief description of what they feel uh, feminine energy exudes. And that was um, emotional, intuitive, creative, um, stillness, and vulnerability. <laughs> and on the masculine side, they said focus, confident, logical, stability, clarity, and assertive, which is interesting to me that they chose those words because I feel like those are the ways that I would describe a woman. But yeah. those are words that you would describe a what? A considered quote unquote strong woman to be, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, like, I feel like all of this is relative. But what I think men mean by they want women to be more feminine. Um, is basically allowing them to be a man. Like a lot of times women feel like they have to do it all. Like we have to nurture the kids. Then we have to create, we have to protect the family. We have to make all the rules of how everything is gonna go. We got, then we gotta go out there and work and bring home more money than you because I'm a boss. And then I have to go, and I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I don't need anybody for anything. Like I got this, that I got this attitude is I feel like intimidating to a lot of men because men are designed to be protectors and providers. And if a woman is exuding this energy of, I don't need you, men want to be needed yeah that's, that's in their true. dna for them to be yeah. and for them to be wanted and you know god designed us a certain way i know this is controversial because this day and age is like all about i can do anything i don't need no man for nothing like i got this and which is very much true like you can right but do you right. want to do you want to have to like i know speaking for myself i like the option i don't want to have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders i like having a partner to share that load with right and i know that i can step into whatever i need to step into but i allow my husband to be all that he is so that i can be all that i i am 
and we can benefit each other. I don't have to be him and me and then he be him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just too much going on. Like if everybody steps into who they are called to be in the relationship, everything will mesh together and people, you feel less overwhelmed. You feel like you have a partnership. You feel like somebody got your back. You feel like you don't have to go out there and work yourself to death because you got somebody that's going to be there to hold you up and pick up your slack vice versa. Right, right. So I feel like a lot of times men feel like they don't have a place in the woman's life if they don't make room for them. So if you're telling me I don't need no man for nothing, then how is I supposed to make him feel? Like where's how do you how do I fit into your life? I feel like is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, women are like, well, you need to make space for me. Mm-hmm. Like I should be able to feel comfortable with you. I should feel secure with you. I should feel protected with you. If you don't create a space for me to feel like you're gonna provide and protect protect me, then why should I let my guard down for you and just nurture you and care for you and love on you? And then I gotta go out and worry about if my car break down, if you're gonna show up to help me. And that's and that's where the dilemma is. <laughs> you know, it's like men want women to be all feminine and soft and nurturing and loving. But then if stuff hit the fan and I need you, I'm not talking about just coming to be somebody up. Right, I'm right. I'm talking about coming and taking care of the household. If my car needs to, um, I'm saying you got to fix the car. But if you if you get in my car and you see my check engine light is on, I shouldn't have to ask you to take my car to go get fixed. You driving it. <laughs> I, I will never understand that how a man could get into a woman's car, drive her car, because I hear stories about this all the time. Drive oh, wow. her car, not put no gas in it, see a check engine light on and not go take it to get fixed. Like, but then you want to come home to a home cooked meal. Right. You want her to wash your drawers. Right. And she not even, first of all, she's not even your wife. So let's start there. Okay. Right. Right. If you want her to do all these things, but then if she even asks you to do something that typically a man would do, it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a, it's a big disconnect with women and men right now, because we've gotten so far removed from the partnership. It's all about me and what you can do for me and if you're not upholding the standard that I want which I don't think it's a bad thing because I feel like you should always have a standard yeah but I feel like if you want somebody to play a role then you got to play a role as well yeah and I feel like compromise has to be in there too I will say this though um I got married super super young right and uh, we didn't go to marriage counseling. We just decided to get married. <laughs> right. We was winging it mm-hmm. from the day we met. We just decided we were going to be life partners. Mm-hmm. And literally the day we met, it's just been every day since then. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, getting married so young, that first year for us was so tough because I had this idea of what a husband should be 
and he had this idea of what a wife should be. And since we didn't have that conversation and we were so young, it became such a uphill battle to figure out that balance. And I feel like this conversation takes such a level of maturity because the compromise, the balance, the you don't even realize your thoughts of what you think, um, how, what role you want your spouse to be yeah. sometimes until you're in that situation. Cause you can go to marriage counseling, which I mean, I highly recommend, but even after you make those vows, it's like, sometimes things can kind of shift. And I mean, it's, it's couple by couple, right? It's not right. everybody's like that, but right. sometimes you're in such that wedding phase. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, of course, get married for the wrong reasons, but you're in such that wedding phase that you don't have some of those conversations or think out things like the way you should. Yeah. And I think that I'm happy that it's becoming more of a conversation mm-hmm. so that people can actually address what they want or what they feel should be in a relationship before they, you know, go down that line to get to get to marriage you know yeah for sure but but at the same time there has to be just I feel like people just coming out the gates saying you know I want women to be more feminine and you get you know you're not doing what my mama do my my grandma she used to work all day come home cook and clean and this and that and do this and that well guess what there is somebody out there who you know, can cook and clean and do those types of things that you want done, but mm-hmm. you're going to be willing to find that person. Mm-hmm. And while you're in that process, I don't see the need for you to get on the internet and shoot down women that don't want to be that because right. I also feel like if you want to be that girl that says, okay, I don't need a man and I'm just going to choose to like be about my bag and this is what I want then cool that's your choice yeah that's your choice yeah Mm -hmm. but understand what that comes with right and you may not um have a masculine you might not have not masculine but you may not have a man right and I think it's all about balance nobody is saying you can't do it all but first off the question is do you want to do it all because like I said I like having the option right I can do it all I very much can. I I did before I got married. But now that I'm married, why not reap the benefits of why God has called us to be together? Like he he put it in the design. Women are receivers. Men are givers. It's in our anatomy. It's in our, our, our makeup, our identity, how we think. And, you know, I feel like if we can accept that, it will take a lot of pressure off of you, but we put more pressure on ourselves because society has groomed our minds in a way to feel, to think that if, if you have a helpmate, if you have a partner, then you're weak. Like mm-hmm. you, you should, you should do it all. You should have it all. You should be able to, uh, what do they call it? Go bring home the bacon and cook it or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you can. But, but there's yeah. certain times in your life where you may not want to or you may not right. be able to. Right. And it's okay to 
take care of your family. It's okay to go out and work. It's okay for you to take care of your husband. Like it's okay for him to take care of you. It's okay for him to take care of the kids and to help out. Like it's all about partnership. And I feel like if everyone plays their role, people don't like to, to hear that. Like, well, I don't believe in gender roles and that. That's cool. That's, you don't believe that, that's fine. But I feel like things were designed in a way so that we can work together. Right. Like it's very intentional. God has a purpose behind everything that he does. Is a reason why men and women are wired differently. Right. And it doesn't mean that anyone is more superior over the other. Like when you're in a team and you're playing a game, everybody has a role to play and everybody plays a part in when there's a championship, everybody played a part in that. It wasn't just one person that got you there. So that's the same thing in a relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a partnership. Both of you working together in tandem, you have your role. I have my role. Sometimes we may switch roles. Right. Right. And it doesn't matter who's doing what. It's all about the team effort and the partnership that's going to make you successful. But when it comes to feminine and masculine, I feel like first you have to get the clarity on what the definition of that is to you. Because some men might think by saying that they want a woman with more feminine energy, they could very well be talking about cooking and cleaning and da da da, da. Right. And to me, that's not... That's not what it's about. It's about exuding those qualities, those nurturing, loving, caring, thoughtful, um, but also assertive, also creative, also, um, you know, like the planning qualities and like just keeping everything together. Like, I feel like God has designed women in a way where we can think on the fly. Like men can do one thing at a time. If you are okay. they only do one thing at a time. We have a superpower. We can do right. five, ten things literally simultaneously. Yeah. And I feel like it's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> it it's crazy because um I think that I feel like that's a very much I feel like you have to get to that place of understanding that femininity is the ability to do that balance and to bring things together in a way that um, men can't really do like we do. Mm-hmm. And I think in that ability to acknowledge that, it allows men to create that space. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that I think that your thoughts on what femininity feminine uh, whatever it is right (laughs) I agree I agree with that but I think that is the mature elevated Mm -hmm. life experience way of thinking because I definitely could say I probably felt at certain parts of my life that I wasn't like super feminine because I wasn't always into like super girly things, right? Even though I was into fashion, I wasn't always into super girly things. But now that I'm older, I realize, oh no, like my femininity is my in my ability to pull these things together mm-hmm. and 
you know, keep that balance and that cohesiveness and that creativity and that lovingness and that nurturingness and Mm -hmm. the way I care for our children in a way that my husband obviously cares for our children, but it's just in a different way. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think that's the conversation that's not pushing through when it comes up about this conversation is people are not really understanding what femininity whatever is and I think sometimes the focus with men is too much on she's trying to get to the bag Mm -hmm. and not so her personal characteristics of a woman so like their focus is so focused on her getting to the bag and like oh you're just trying to get to the bag and you're you know it's so money related or Mm -hmm. so work related Mm -hmm. and not hey we sat down we had a conversation and it just vibed well or it's like I think like you said it's intimidating yeah yeah because they at the end of the day they want from what I've gathered they want women to be a little bit more soft yeah that's a big hold on the way people are getting money off of trying to teach women how to be soft—it is mind-boggling, y'all. Y'all, literally, you can go on YouTube right now, and there are videos yeah. of women teaching women how to be feminine. And they're literally <laughs> listen. I saw this video today, and I saved it because I want y'all to hear this. I won't say nonsense. <laughs> she said, "Go play with puppies." You lying. She said, What did she say? Um, and to get into that more nurturing side, get around animals that you really like, like dogs. Become a dog mom, become a plant mom, become a cat mom. Get, a, get around animals, go to pet land, pet puppies or little kittens. Also, <laughs> is she okay? This girl is on TikTok. It says, how to become more feminine. And she said, get around animals, become a pet mom, become a dog mom, a cat mom, go to a dog park. Now I get where she's trying to go with this because dogs, when you have a dog or you have a pet, you have to nurture it, you have to love it. And they, dogs kind of bring this little soft side out of you where you'd be like, just like babies, like, oh my gosh, so cute, da 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 you know? Sometimes some people don't even like. I'm, I'm not an animal lover. I, I me, me neither. Like, I feel bad. I think dogs it. are cute, but I don't want one. Anyway, right, right. But I just thought that was funny. And y'all, she got a whole bunch of views, and and people are under the comments like, "Wow, that's such a great idea." Like, women literally. One of the one of the vloggers that I follow, I think she could use some of these tips too, because she's very hard. She's from Detroit, and so she has this very like hard like hardcore like exterior and mm-hmm. and she said it's hard for her to date sometimes because because of where she's from she just comes off like hard and right. so she she's trying to like soften up her approach and she talks she talks, she talks hard so I feel like there are women who could benefit from like these type of coaching classes and things like that. But this nonsense is not going to help her. <laughs> I feel like it's all about going into your inner self and figuring out where did this come from? Where did right. you start feeling like you needed to exude this type of... Because if you're, if you're trying to get help to get back to 
your more feminine qualities, that means you have a desire to. Because some women are just not feminine. They are more in tune with their masculine side and that's okay. But if you have a desire to be more feminine and you don't know why you are so masculine, I think it's helpful to go back and to search into your um, past or whatever, search your heart or whatever to figure out why you feel like you have to exude this type of energy because clearly that's not what you want. So I think it is beneficial, but I think you have to just try to find someone who is going to be knowledgeable on the subject and actually going to give you good tips. Because a lot of these people are just like making money off of people. Like there's literally coaches and they're like teaching them how to dress. There's a whole trend where the girl was like, before I tap into my feminine energy and she looked a little more like, I want to say like, okay, I'll just describe how she looked in the picture yeah. she said before. She had yeah. like cut off jeans, a little crop top and like, she just looked regular to me. Okay. And then when she tapped into her feminine energy, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't need to laugh. Her makeup was softer. She had like a little, um, a little schoolgirl skirt on with like a sweater the colors were brighter. I will say that. Uh, maybe that's where she was going with it. Like she dressed in the other photos she had on like all black. She had like really dark eyeliner. You couldn't <laughs> see her eyes because she had like these huge lashes on. And then the other photo, she did look softer. Her hair had a softer curl. Her eyelashes wasn't as big. And she had on like a sage green top and a little skirt. So to her, that's, that was her tapping into her more feminine energy and some women are like oh, I'm gonna wear heels more I'm gonna wear dresses more and I think it goes back to what you were saying about your daughter like allowing her to explore those cutesy girly things that she enjoys as a child without being like you're too young for that because I feel like it can start there yeah, yeah. So yeah. our daughters like if our daughters like to do their nails or you know things that I, I feel like it can be appropriate until you make it inappropriate. Right. Because a right. lot of times it's like, oh, she's too young to have her nails painted. Like, well, why? You know, you have yeah. to really think about why do you feel that way? Is it because somebody told you that? Because if she likes pink and she likes to wear pink, why can't she wear pink on her nails? Right. She's not putting acrylics on. Like, I mean, I'm not telling nobody how to parent. I'm just saying we have yeah. to start thinking about why we think this way. I have a friend who she embraces her daughter like no other. Ever since she was a baby, she whatever she's interested in, she lets her tap into. Like if she wants to change her hair, she lets her change it. She let her cut her hair off because she wanted to. She grew her hair back out because she wanted to. She she has her own personal style because her mom has um, nurtured that. She yeah. never told her like, oh, you're too young for that or you don't know what you're talking about. You're not going to cut your hair. No, she's like, it's hair. It'll grow back. If you want it to grow back, it'll grow back. If you want to wear this, you can wear that. Like, you know, as long as it's within things that are appropriate, so that's not going to cause her any harm, she allows her to do it. And I think that's great as a young lady to, to be able to start learning like what you like, what you don't like, you know, putting little clips in your hair, like whatever, just exploring it. Because yeah. a lot of times I feel like as little girls, you get cut off from that. Like, you're not wearing the church dresses outside. My mom let me wear a dress every day if I wanted to. Right, 
because you know it's what I wanted to do it's like it's not harming anybody so I feel like it can stem from there so I think that's so good that you're allowing her to like explore and to tap into those things that she likes like you're supporting her in that I feel like that's going to allow her to elevate into her as a young lady yeah I think that's a really good point that you brought up because I feel like even as a child I feel like I even heard that too like no, you're too young to do that. You're too young to do this. Or you're too, you know, you can't do this or that. And uh, I actually learned that from my older sister. She just kind of let her daughters be able to um, be feminine, you know, wear the girly things and, and just do it up. And yeah. now I see them and they're nice young ladies and, um, and uh, nice young women. And I'm like, you know, I want that for my child too. And I had no idea that the want of lipstick and makeup and nails started so young, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like I have photos of my daughter wearing my heels at like two. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I feel like because women's rights is not that long ago, mm-hmm. I feel like as women too, we're, we're trying to figure out that balance too. And yeah. I think at the end, we want that space to be feminine. Mm-hmm. And, but we also enjoy making money and not having to rely on a man for, for money. Right. And so it's, it's really, if you really look at history, it hasn't been that long. So yeah, it's a new space for us. Mm-hmm. and it's a new conversation I think that's why it's picking up so much steam and so much popularity yeah. and I think with time we'll be able to figure out that balance because women make money now more women make money now than, than ever before women. yeah yeah yep. and it's a new space and I think for men too it's definitely a new space because you mm-hmm. know just not that long ago it was really only possible for them Mm -hmm. to be able to make the amount of money that so many women make now that is such a power shift financially that it's like hold up like I you know it's reprogramming on their part that needs to take place too yeah I was watching an interview today with um, Rashida and Kirk Frost and they were kind of just explaining their dynamic when it comes to money because they own a lot of properties they have a lot of businesses um but they still have their own separate accounts because of like you know their history and like who they are and things like that but what he said was everything that comes into the household they still split yeah but she has her checking and her saving he has his checking his saving they have access to each other's stuff they can see how much each other has and so she's like there are times where I might have more in my savings than he has even though we split everything we you know, we spend our money differently. And so, and he's like, I ain't going to lie. If I see her account surpass mine, I will sell one of my cars to have <laughs> more money in my account than hers. Yeah. I was like, dang, that is so crazy because like, you know, just outside looking in, I would just automatically think Rashida got more money than him because of, you know, the things that she had going on. But he was like, we have literally since the beginning of our relationship, we have built all of this together. So yeah. she she gives him a portion of whatever she makes. If she makes money off of the ad on Instagram, yeah. they split that. 
yeah. she said everything that comes and he makes money off of a car they split that like whatever they acquire in their marriage they split and so um but he so he said there's never really been a time where you know she has made more money than him right and so I just thought it was crazy that even though they're on a level playing field he's like no you know if she got more her account than me I gotta I gotta step it up <laughs> and so um it just goes to think like goes to show how like how we're wired to think and like society has definitely played a role in it but I feel like you should be able to make as much money as you want to make male or female and not feel bad for it yeah I just feel like when it comes to your household you have to one do what's best for you and two just allow each other to be authentically who you want to be yeah like if you're with someone and you know you don't feel like you're allowed to be your full feminine self as a woman then maybe you should reevaluate that reevaluate that relationship if he's right. not able to pull his weight as a man and he still wants you to do all these things that what he considers feminine but he's not pulling his weight as a man you need to reevaluate that situation. Yeah. Like, I understand both perspectives because it's hard for a woman to be able to fully operate in her feminine nature and let kind of let her guard down and, and allow a man to take over some of those roles if he's not showing her nothing. Right. Like, how is she supposed to trust? A huge part of it is trust. Like, right. how am I supposed to trust you with my life when you don't even show up for me oh and that's and that's the point <laughs> and, show, and and not showing up for me the way that you want to show up for me showing up right for me the way I need you to show up for me right and I think that's really the that's really the that's really getting to the point and I and the truth of the matter is there's a lot of men that don't want to do that yeah and they don't want to take the time a lot of them don't know how but they yeah. also don't want to take the time to learn how. Right. Like you have to listen to each other. When when your significant other is speaking, you need to listen. That's what that's how you learn about who they really are, is yeah. by listening to them and listening to their heart and what their needs and desires are without having a rebuttal of, well, you don't do X, Y, and Z. It's always about what you do and what you don't do, and then you never hear each other. Right. So you need to be able to hear the heart of the person. And this this comes, I always speak from a marriage perspective because yeah. I'm married, but before you get married, these yeah. are the things that you need to talk about. You need to yeah. know how your significant other thinks and how they desire for things to be in their life as it proceeds. Because if you're on two totally different pages about gender roles and like what he's willing to do and what he desires for you to do, vice versa, Work. so <laughs> and, and that's the reason why I give my marriage so much credit because who being so young and not really realizing those things and just thinking at that time we just thought we just knew everything we just thought we knew everything we're best friends we can just you know do as we need and this and that and that's why I give my, my marriage so much credit because we had to have those tough conversations and I'm thinking oh my gosh we're mid 20s early 20s having to have these major conversations and the way that we have 
push through it and compromise. And it's so funny because the when we first got married, my husband was like, um, you know, he was expecting me to cook. Yeah. And so I would, um, I'm like, like I hated it, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try and compromise. This is something that means a lot to him. So I'm just going to cook and I'm going to cook. And I got better as time goes. I got better and better at cooking and cooking. And then when we had our first child, you know, he was so nervous with the baby that he would be like, oh, I'll just cook for you guys. I'll just cook for you guys. Or like, um, um, like he was like taking care of me. Right. Because right, right. I had just gave birth and he saw that situation yeah and so he was just went into the cooking and the cooking and it was like before you know it he now many years later he is he cooks just about every night you know the cook of the family (laughs) yeah he's the main cook of the family and it's funny because it's like at the beginning he really wanted that to be my role right yeah but it was just more so what he was taught to be of my gender role, right? But you know but what's I- crazy about that? Because my, I, I was telling Nicole earlier, I have found this like thing of uh, article that was saying what masculinity is and what it's not. Yeah. It's so funny that even though he is cooking what would considerably be like a feminine trait or a woman womanly trait, it's rooted in him supporting me right because you know once the baby came he's like okay I can't I can't feed the baby like (laughs) I can't breastfeed the baby I can't sleep for her like what can I do to help her what can I do to support her what can I do to make her feel like she's in a safe space and those are all masculine qualities it was his desire to be able to be there to support his family the best way he could was to cook for the family. And so that's why I'm like, it's not yeah. always about the task. Right. It's about where it stems from, the purpose of it. So some of the things that was on what's true about masculinity is being supportive, grounded, leads with love and integrity. I think that's huge. Yeah. Present in the moment, creates safety, emotionally available, and integrated with their inner feminine. So we all possess both. And I feel like that comes from, you know, when you have, um, traditionally, when you have a a father and a mother in the household, you're going to learn from both, right? Right, right. You're going to learn certain things from your mother. You're going to learn certain things from your father. So you're getting the both the masculine and the feminine are being, you're influenced by both. And I feel like some women might have a little bit more masculine energy um depending on how they grew up like for me I feel like I do carry some masculine energy but I grew up with three brothers right and my dad in the household and plus all my brother's friends like you know what I'm saying so like (laughs) I possess a lot of those traits and then um you know so I just think it just depends on the household that you were raised in like what you were getting the most of and then you learn to balance it out as you grow up and you tap into whatever you are clinging to right and I feel like the person that you're with they will accept you for whatever you bring you just have to make sure that you can accept them as well for what they bring and right. it just boils down to what type of partner do you want to have exactly you know? as long as you I feel like for me 
as long as you possess, possess those main traits that I need as a woman, right? we Gucci. Like, I don't <laughs> care what society says right. is the definition of this or that, how I'm supposed to be or how you're supposed to be. As long as we're on one accord and how each of, each of us desires in a partner, then it could work. But That's if you're it. on two completely different pages on what you think, like, I don't know if y'all was watching Married at First Sight or not, but <laughs> <laughs> the way, and that just goes to show too, the way this man was speaking on the show, if y'all watch Elijah Wong, y'all don't know about it. I'm watching, I'm starting tomorrow. He came in like, my wife needs to cook, clean. She needs to take care of me. I want dinner on the table when I get home. And, and everybody's looking like, how's that supposed to happen when she got a whole job herself? She goes to school. But how y'all get home at the same time? How is dinner gonna be ready? You know? Right. And then after the show, he came back and looked back and he was like, Yeah, I was tripping. I was tripping. And he he said that exact same thing. How do I expect for her to be finishing school, going to work, taking care of the house, and having dinner for me when I sometimes I get home before her? Like, how do I expect for her to do all these things? when it's just not you know it's not possible and so after the show they asked her like you know like so have you been cooking every night she was like actually he's done some cooking so when you when you get into the thick of it and you really care about that person right you know all those preconceived notions about how stuff should be or you know what you saw on tv all that stuff go out the window exactly right out the window (laughs) But you just got to know who you're marrying. Know what you want to bring to the relationship first. And yeah. talk about this stuff before y'all get married, y'all. Talk about please, it all. Please. Talk I highly recommend. Everything. everything. I always tell people, like, they ask me any advice on how to prepare for marriage. Listen, talk about everything. Write down what you desire in a relationship, in a marriage. Write down what you want to improve on before you get in that marriage. Because we're not perfect. So whatever you want your marriage to look like, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to play your part. Right. But then also talk to your partner about everything. Like literally everything, like your cleanliness, your finances, gender roles, um, children, faith, um, where you want to live because some people will get married and be like oh yeah I want to move to Washington what you mean you want to move to Washington you're like no we never talked about that so anything you could possibly think of even if you think it's silly just discuss it just discuss it it. are we going to share toothpaste are we going to have our own toothpaste because I like to roll mine this way and you don't like to roll yours at all so literally because those are the type of things that people argue about yeah People in marriages argue about the smallest little things that would be so small and minute to us are can be huge in a household. Yeah. So as much as you can be on the same page, the better off you'll be. When I tell you me and my husband talked about everything, we literally talked about everything. Yeah. And I believe that you guys talked about everything because both of you seem like like very attentive, like very thorough people. (laughs) Very thorough people, yeah, very thorough, and it's done you guys really well to be like that, though. Yeah, so. it's, it's helpful, and so you know, don't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid to talk about anything with the person that you're gonna spend yeah. the rest of your life with. Nothing should be off limits. 
right. should be able to ask them anything. And if you can't, that's a red flag, okay? Yep, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this is just our opinion. Like I said, we're not experts. <laughs> this is our opinion from outside looking in. And um, we gave you a lot to think about, a lot to talk about with your partners, people that you're dating or considering dating. Make sure you're on the, on the same page. Please. Anyway. <laughs> Please do. Thank for listening. Make sure you guys are subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you're following us on Instagram at Somebody's Mama Pod. You can also visit our website at somebody'smamapodcast.com. You can purchase your hat there. You can listen to episodes there. You can join our mailing list so that you can stay abreast of everything that we have going on. And yeah. Oh, oh. if you made it this far in the podcast, we have something really interesting for next week, but you got to stay tuned for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about y'all next week? Bye. Bye.